During this past year, with its times of uncertainty, I've tried to offer programs that balance the difficult topics with the more encouraging or nostalgic pieces, intersperse those about COVID, homelessness, scams, and ageism, with aging well and stories of personal growth. Sometimes it's nice, though, to just dream or fantasize about another lifestyle altogether. Today's program is the first of two parts on the world's best places to retire in 2021, published January 1st, at International Living website. It offers the 10 best places to live abroad, essays by expats themselves, on their reasons for choosing the location and its advantages. There are many sites offering similar lists, but I chose this particular one because we're hearing from the residents themselves. Today we visit four of them, Vietnam, Malta, Malaysia, and Ecuador. But first, a little bit about international living. Its Global Retirement Index survey, compiled over 30 years, is an ever-growing selection of outstanding destinations where you can live a healthier and happier life, spend a lot less money, and get a whole lot more. But how do you choose? The index is informed by hundreds of opinions and real-life experiences, information, compiled by our trusted sources in the best retirement destinations across the globe. We think of it as a tool, a way for you to quickly compare and contrast your best options and begin to narrow down your choices. We have our people out there pounding the pavement in attractive overseas communities we know you should consider. They're reporting back to us with insights and information about what's really going on. They're not beholden to relocation service providers or real estate agents or tourism boards or economic development organizations. They work for you. Our sources are living in the places where they are gathering their intelligence, and we trust their judgment. If they say that the health care is good or that a meal for two in a nice restaurant is $20, then we believe them. Beyond data, it offers, more importantly, information, opinions, perspective, and guidance. What has their research revealed about the best retirement havens in 2021? Well, let's start with Vietnam. You will know within 36 hours of coming here whether you love it or not, said 65-year-old Redwood City, California expat Deb Aronson. I knew within three months of being in Vietnam that this would be my home. It captured my soul. That was 21 years ago, and she is still living under the spell. She is one of the growing number of expats who live long-term in Vietnam. I have lived here for 10 years now in the coastal resort city of Nha Trang, in the progressive and delightfully livable city of Da Nang, and currently in Hanoi. Vietnam's 1,010-year-old capital city. When I'm not at home, I'm often exploring other parts of the country, the wild remote mountains of the far north, the pristine beaches of the central coast, the waterfalls and pine forests of the central highlands, and the skyscraper-filled skylines of Vietnam's rapidly developing cities. Vietnam's meteoric rise has been nothing short of phenomenal. It's hard to imagine that this war-torn nation of 40 years ago has developed into the world's fastest-growing economy in 2020. The signs of growth are everywhere. High-rise condos and gated communities with private yacht clubs and international schools, shiny new hospitals with all of the latest equipment, controlled access freeways, and even the occasional Rolls-Royce. 
Despite the development that you see in every town and city, Vietnam hasn't sold its soul. Ancient traditions like the burning of offerings on the full moon and exotic ceremonies honoring the mother goddess are still very much a part of life here. The ornate mansions left behind by the French during their lengthy occupation house embassies, government offices, and fancy restaurants now. The many parks and streets lined with century-old shade trees also a legacy of the French, give a certain European grandeur to Vietnam's urban areas. Glitzy shopping malls with the latest fashions and electronics compete with cavernous traditional markets selling gallon-sized jugs of ginseng, traditional medicines, and $2 jeans. Elegant restaurants serving fresh lobster and Wagyu steak sit alongside humble street food stalls selling spring rolls and chicken soup. The rising middle class have no issues taking a meal at either place. They are happy to splurge on occasion, but nothing quite compares to sharing a humble kettle of hot pot in the company of friends and family. Vietnam may be growing in leaps and bounds, but for retirees looking for a delightfully comfortable lifestyle, it remains one of the least expensive countries on earth. Couples who have made their homes in the mountain town of Dalat say that they're not sacrificing a thing to stay within the budget of $800 per month or less, and expats in Nha Trang rave about spending $1,000 per month and living rich. Even in the most expensive cities, Hanoi, Da Nang, and Ho Chi Minh City, formerly Saigon, you can live comfortably for less than $1,500 per month. 70-year-old Texas native Larry Chilcote has lived in Delat since 2018. He says, I am able to live well on just my social security alone. My monthly budget with travel and everything is $800 to $1,000 per month, and I don't hurt for anything. I have everything that I want and need. Things are so reasonable here. The Vietnamese language is notoriously difficult to learn. Fortunately, the Vietnamese know this and are thrilled if you attempt to speak just a few words of the language, no matter how badly you might mangle it. Many locals speak excellent English, especially in urban areas. Vietnam scores well on the English Proficiency Index, higher than most other Asian and even Latin American countries. They're also eager to practice their English skills. Many friendships are formed through informal language exchanges. That's one of the things that makes Vietnam stand out from other countries. It's an easy place to make local friends. Age isn't a barrier here, either. One retired couple I met in Da Nang said that they were invited to their neighbor's high school prom. My best friend is my daughter's age. Whether they're hoping to practice their English or simply curious about seeing a new face in town, the Vietnamese aren't shy about initiating conversations. They'll ask your name, your age, whether you are married, and if so, how many children you have and their ages. Before you know it, you're invited to their house for dinner or to visit their ancestral home in the countryside. 
Many expats are drawn to Vietnam for its beaches, which stretch more than 2,000 miles along the entire length of the country. Places on the central coast like Da Nang, Hoi An, and Nhang Trang are exceptionally pretty beaches. While offering residents the benefits of city life, in other places such as the south-central village of Mui Nei, the southern island of Phu Quoc, and the laid-back lifestyle is centered around the coast. Wherever you are in Vietnam, you are never far from quiet rural roads, stunning mountain scenery, and tiny hamlets where life hasn't changed much in the past century. It's a country that invites exploration and adventure. Scenic wonderlands like Halong Bay and Sapa, minority villages overlooking terraced rice fields that extend to the horizon, and the world's largest caves attract tens of thousands of visitors. Vietnamese cuisine is delightfully regional, with savory broths in the north, spicy noodles in the south, and incredibly delicious dishes and specialties that are found in only one town or village in the entire country. The food is fresh and healthy, with complex flavors expertly blended to create unique dishes. The country is also famous for its coffee, strong, rich, and locally grown. It's a source of pride for the Vietnamese, who are its biggest consumers. Vietnam is a regional travel hub. Several international airports serve regional destinations, while airports in Hanoi and Ho Chi Minh City offered flights to all major global destinations, including direct nonstop flights to the U.S., and likely will again once borders reopen. Budget carriers like Vietjet Air, Pacific Airlines, and Bamboo Airways offer ridiculously low promotional fares, while the signature carrier Vietnam Airlines has full-service flights. Moving now to Malta. Sitting right at the heart of the Mediterranean, Malta blends the best of Southern European graciousness with one of the best qualities of life to be found in Europe. First world standards of service and infrastructure, a wealth of historical and architectural treasures from its eons of history, and the sparkling Mediterranean all in a country one-tenth the size of Rhode Island, ensure that this tiny island will keep you occupied. Malta has three islands, Malta, Gozo, and Comino. The three islands have a total of 122 square miles, with a population of just over 500,000 people. Malta and Gozo are populated, while Camino is virtually uninhabited, having only a 1 and 35 hundredths square miles of land. The weather is stable and the same everywhere in Malta. The average temperature is 72 degrees Fahrenheit. Malta has one of the highest numbers of sunshine hours per year in Europe. Blue skies appear most every day. Cool northwesterly and dry northeasterly winds make life sweet, and Malta's ancient cities and villages were laid out to catch the prevailing breeze. Natural air conditioning flows down narrow streets, cooling apartments and houses through windows and vents in the sandstone. Whether it's a lazy day on the beach or an afternoon exploring, there is plenty to see, do, and taste. Explore megalithic temples, Bronze Age burial sites, age-old salt farms, spectacular churches, museums, and fortified cities. 
Immerse yourself in the local fests and celebrations for crops, fishing, seasons, village saint days, and more. Local, fresh, high-quality food is the standard in Malta. A trip to the market will seem a bargain. Supermarkets carry a wide variety of local and imported food. Better yet are village shops, bakeries, greengrocers, fishmongers, and butchers. Prices are up to 25% less than in the U.S. Meals in cafes and restaurants cost less than in the U.S. too. From traditional street food to fine European dining, the quality is excellent and the value is remarkable. A street food traditional pizette lunch with a local chist beer will run about $2.60. A three-course dinner with a bottle of local wine and dessert in a village cafe will cost about $30 per person. Housing in multi-cities is more expensive than in the countryside. Harbor or beachside living will cost a bit more. A modern one-bedroom apartment, fully furnished, including utilities and Wi-Fi, can run as low as $460 per month. A fully furnished four-bedroom classic villa with a pool, gardens, and a stunning view is closer to $1,930 a month. There are bargains to be found on Gozo, especially for long-term renters. These are small islands, so a car is really not needed. Public transportation in Malta is efficient and inexpensive. A monthly bus pass is $26. Lower rates are available for seniors and residents. Round-trip ferry tickets to Gozo are $6.15, and permanent residents pay just $1.50. Ferries are free for permanent residents 60 and over. Taxis, car rental, and rideshare transportation are ubiquitous. Malta has modern, high-quality health care. It's a popular medical tourism destination. Maltese citizens have a choice of free public health care or paid private facilities and physicians. Permanent residents can take advantage of discounts available in the private sector with the right type of insurance. Malta is a dual-language country, both English and Maltese. English is taught in schools and spoken by everyone. Maltese is a Semitic language heavily influenced by a mix of Arabic, Italian, English, and a bit of French. Maltese language classes are readily available in local schools. Permanent residency is easy to obtain for 12 months at a time. The status can be obtained by non-EU citizens with an application and a small fee made in person in Valletta. It can be renewed each year. One of the best reasons to live in Malta is its location. It's 60 miles south of Italy, 176 miles east of Tunisia, and 2,007 miles north of Libya. A short flight away, Greece, Turkey, Syria, Israel, Egypt, Algeria, Morocco, Spain, France, and many more. This tiny island nation in the center of the Mediterranean and the crossroads of history is surrounded by Europe, the Middle East, and Africa. All are a ferry ride or short flight away. But the best part will be living the charming, easygoing Maltese way of life. Next, Keith Hockton tells about his life in Malaysia. 
Cities with a buzz, idyllic beaches, islands that seduce the senses, and some of the most pristine ancient rainforests in Southeast Asia, this is Malaysia, and these are just some of the reasons why I call it home. It has everything. Its weather is a tropical 82 degrees Fahrenheit all year round, and its beaches, islands, and jungles are pristine. It has some of the region's best street food, great restaurants, bars, shopping malls, and movie theaters, and it's all affordable. My wife Lisa and I vacationed in Malaysia in 2008, and at that stage we were taking at least two holidays a year somewhere in Asia. When we got back and did the sums, we realized that we could actually live in Malaysia and vacation back home, effectively reversing our situation and saving a heap of money. We started to make plans to do just that and moved to Penang in early 2010. Malaysia is an easy place to make friends and integrate, as English is the unofficial first language. So you don't have to learn another language here if you don't want to. Malaysian law is based on the British system, and all road signs are in both English and Malay, which makes driving around easy. Lots of expats live in Kuala Lumpur and Penang, and numerous organizations here can help you get settled and integrated. On $2,500 a month, a couple can live extremely well. Rent in a modern high-rise with a pool. Gym, 24-hour gated security, covered car space or two, a shared communal area with a barbecue, and it will cost between $750 and $1,000 per month. For that price, you will get a modern 2,300 square foot condo with three or four bedrooms, three to five bathrooms, and a balcony overlooking the ocean. If you don't care to live with a view or by the beach, you can rent a two or three bedroom place for about $550 to $650, which means you could easily live on less than $2,000 a month. As for health care, when you compare surgery prices between the U.S. and Malaysia, the benefits are obvious. More than one million foreigners seek treatment in the hospitals in Penang and Kuala Lumpur every year. There are specialists in every hospital, but unlike in the U.S., you don't have to wait for months to get an appointment. Just turn up at the hospital, register, then take a number, and wait your turn. If you are then referred to another doctor or need to get an X-ray or scan, that will also happen on the same day in the same place. Prescriptions in Malaysia cost a fraction of what you pay at home, but it's not just the cost that's attractive. It's the service. The pharmacists, like the rest of Malaysia's medical staff, are well trained and informed. Malaysians are friendly people, but it's the genuine interest that they take in you. No matter how small or large the issue which impresses, it takes you back to a time when personal service meant something. That same service is alive and well here. There are direct flights to more than 30 different countries from Kuala Lumpur and Penang International Airports. The country makes a perfect base from which you can explore the innumerable natural, historical, and cultural treasures that Southeast Asia has to offer. The proliferation of cheap Asian airlines in recent years has made it easier and more affordable than ever to explore Thailand, Indonesia, India, and Japan. And Malaysia 
Asia is truly at your doorstep. There are plenty of international grocery stores around as well. Tesco is one of the more popular ones, and you don't have to forfeit your little tastes of home, like good cheese and French wine. In all of the major cities, there are movie theaters playing the latest Hollywood flicks and fantastic air-conditioned shopping malls to get your retail fix. Making friends and meeting new people in Malaysia is easy. The locals are kind and curious about what expats and tourists think of their country. They are proud of being Malaysian, and second to asking where you are from is the question, have you eaten yet? Food is a crucial part of the culture throughout Malaysia, so it isn't uncommon for your taxi driver, store clerk, or hairstylist to tell you where to go for the best plate of noodles. Moving now to South America, we visit Ecuador. Ecuador is the land of diversity. Whether you want to live, vacation, retire, or simply relax in Ecuador, you will find the perfect combination of climate, culture, and affordability to make your dreams come true. It's a country Anthony Bourdain described as a republic on the equator lying on the west coast of South America, and it's the second smallest country on the continent. With 1,200 miles of beach, one of the world's highest active volcanoes, and the Galapagos Islands, it's one of the most ecologically diverse places on the planet. Ecuador is a largely undiscovered country, not yet gentrified, but still offering the conveniences of modern living, including high-speed fiber optic internet, American dollar currency, tempered weather, good public transportation, and affordable health care and housing. It has a tranquilo culture, where manana means sometime in the future. And people welcome each other with cheek kisses and deep hugs. It's often described as a trip back to the 1950s, only now the indigenous men in tribal dress pulling donkeys on long ropes are talking on iPhones. Walk down any major city street and you will see a mix of indigenous, Spanish descendants, mixed ethnicities, North Americans, and Europeans. Because of its unique geological topography, with the equator creating temperate weather, you can live on the beach and enjoy cool sea breezes, which makes the weather in the 70s and mid-80s. Or settle in the Andes, where the equator places the mountains closer to the sun, making even locations at 8,000 altitudes produce weather in the 60s and 70s. Visit the beaches, and you can sit on the shores of Puerto Lopez and whale watch while you enjoy a pilsner and eat freshly made ceviche in beachside canopies. Venture north on the coast and you will enter small, sleepy coastal towns that attract expats wanting to escape the rat race, surfers, and hippies riding bicycles in towns like Montanita. Further north is the launching point to explore the Galapagos Islands and its famous blue-footed boobies and giant green tortoises. On the southern coastal tip of Ecuador is Salinas, modern oceanside town known for its party bars. Seafood and year-round fiestas. Head inland and you're in the Andes, where you can zip line over mountain valleys, 
whitewater raft, get purified by shamans, and shop for colorful textiles loomed by the indigenous. Many expats settle in Quito or Cuenca to enjoy the 16th century Spanish colonial and 18th century French Republican architecture, which earned these cities UNESCO heritage site designations. Both these colonial towns offer modern conveniences and have a booming tourist industry. Their stone-laden streets are lined with shops, sheep bars, and restaurants tucked into scenic historic buildings. Go east into the Amazon rainforests and you can paddle down the Puyo River, where you will see the indigenous tribes who live on the river with their children, who hoist blow dart guns to test their aim. Expats are scattered all over Ecuador, depending on their lifestyle choices. Larger expat communities are in Salinas, where its beaches lined with modern condos, Cotacachi, a small sleepy village where craftsmen make everything from leather goods to alpaca ponchos, Cuenca, the Andean town which is the cultural center of Ecuador, where music, art, and New Orleans-style architecture attracts visitors from around the world, and Vilcabamba, the home of the Valley of Longevity known for its indigenous centurions and laid-back expats who sit outside at cafes trading philosophies. While I appreciate the natural beauty in the mix of indigenous, Incan, and Spanish culture, one of my favorite benefits is the affordable lifestyle. There are few places where living is as affordable as in Ecuador. There is something for everyone, regardless of your budget. Consider that you can own a home on the Pacific Coast beach or a condo with great views in the Andes for less than $150,000. Rentals are plentiful and affordable, too, with a two-bedroom, two-bath condo available in downtown Cuenca for $500. A couple can live here for anywhere from $1,650 to $1,825 a month, depending on location and lifestyle. Since the land produces excellent food, mostly with year-round growing seasons, prices at local mercados are so low it's difficult to carry more than $15 worth of fruits and vegetables. Household help is also available for $20 a day, and services like pedicures and haircuts, just a few dollars. You can live in most places without a car, paying $0.30 cents or less for buses and 2 to $5 for cab rides. There are tight-knit active expat communities and many activities to get involved in, day trips to nearby town, card games, dinner clubs, trivia, art classes, hikes, and long lunches with friends. Every day I get up and have a choice of what I'd like to do. Living in Ecuador has given me the retirement I could only have dreamed about if I had stayed in the U.S. Well, I will admit to being quite surprised at the inclusion of Vietnam, yet I found it quite appealing. The mix of traditional and contemporary culture and the varied landscape and geography. I know Ecuador has been a popular venue for quite a while, and yet I had never heard anything about either Malaysia or Malta, both of which offer attractive economy, climate, and culture. If none of those countries call to you, perhaps Portugal, Colombia, Mexico, Panama, or Costa Rica will pique your interest when expats living in those countries share their retirement stories with you. Thanks for listening, and until next week, I'm Kathy Van Skoik.